Enswell Boxing. Come on in. Ireland's Boxing Weekly Podcast on all things amateur, professional, domestic and international. If you'd like to listen to any or all of a back catalogue of almost 200 episodes, perhaps you just want to find the links to our YouTube channel or any of our social media platforms, go to www.enswellpod.com on the past, present and future of Irish boxing. world of boxing you might notice as we go on that this voice of mine is a little bit croaky it's a little bit hoarse and crackly after a weekend that's been let's just say busy busy I was best man for my pal my neighbour Graham McCormack who married his sweetheart his love his now wife Emma so big love and congrats to both of them and thanks for allowing me to be part of what was a, a a I suppose it was it was unusual, and not to go too deep in the weeds. I didn't really know anybody apart from the couple and a couple of their immediate family. And speak on them when the room full of people knows them a hell of a lot more and longer than I ever could and did. It's um, it was tricky, but we got through it. We had an absolutely smashing day, and as I said, big love and best wishes to Graham and Emma, and long life and happiness together. I'm getting this episode done. Maybe one other. And then I'm going to have a rest for a few days as I'm heading down this country to enjoy what might be left of this fantastic weather. I do want to make it very clear at this point of the week that mine is just a small part of an ever-growing ocean of podcast opinion that will begin this week like a gentle wave on Saudi's half-moon beach. And by the time Saturday night's fight comes around and the ring walks are done and the action is just about to begin, that gentle wave will have no doubt grown into a a swell that will probably probably knock you off your feet on very same beach. But for most and for many, the focus is on quantity. Whilst playing under the algorithm, making the most of it, and riding that wave as high up the podcast chart and the YouTube popularity as they can. I much prefer, as you may have learned at this point, to bring you what I believe is the best informed, the most reliable, and I suppose get as close as we can to predicting and, and, and guessing how the fight may play out. And as I'm sure you also know, the heavyweight division is the most unpredictable, the most impossible to get right too often. It's the, And that's why it draws so many eyes and so many years of dedicated, obsessed boxing fans and more importantly, the casual fan who bring all that extra and added revenue to the table when it comes to these super generational fights. No matter who was facing who, if they dip when they should roll, if they roll when they should dip, if they try catch a shot when they should parry a shot, if they try to zig when they should zag, it can all end in the blink of an eye. Before we get into the excitement and look at what might or may and hope we could and should happen over the weekend and on Saturday night, let's have a little look back and remember how we actually got to this point, how we're focusing on Saudi Arabia right now and why we're looking at Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Usyk part 2 and why indeed has it taken this long to get there
the body. Big hands to the body from AJ. Oh, straight left splits the guard. AJ with a right hook from AJ. Straight right. There's your answer from Usyk. Getting in his groove. Usyk answers back. Straight up with that left hand. Right on the chin. What has been a bit. Usyk. Good job. According to Derek Booker's scorecard. Throwing anything, the football were allowed to throw me for non stop 12 rounds. They want to take that hand again. I think AJ's hurt. Make that, make that. Good action here. Oh, 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 AJ is in trouble. All three scores go to the winner by unanimous decision. And no, surprised and the eventual outcome now if you have listened to my thoughts and suffered my peeves and moans and complaints at times throughout the our previous 194 episodes one of the biggest bugbear for me is overstating or misuse of words general overkill i've always been a less is more sort of a approach to most things if not all i'm also one of those who all has seen sport boxing football whatever the case as the great leveler that whatever else is going on in a country or around the world, that sport is where you kind of go to, um, you should be able to go to level it off and almost put it behind and put it away for the duration. So it's very rare that we see boxing and sport in general just literally shown that that's all it is. It really is just a sport. Against a backdrop that we have right now for Alexander Ukraine and his well-documented involvement and and choices to stay and help defend his home nation and his people as I said the backdrop of war death, destruction the brutality that's been visited on endless men, women and children like you, like me it's needless slaughter of people as I said that have no hand, act or part in anything to do with this geopolitical game of chess that's going on at top level and whatever those reasons or whatever the reasons they're wrong It doesn't matter who it is or what it is or what your thoughts, it's wrong. intensifying here as Ukraine tries to recapture the city of Kherson. We travelled with a military escort through checkpoints along desolate highways to reach the slowly shifting front lines. The attacks come night and day and those that remain say they don't have the resources to leave. But the units stationed here say they need more supplies from the west. We need uh, more weapons heavy weapons, uh, including artillery and uh, ammunition. They want uh, Ukrainians uh, to be frightened.
look, I let a few people down. Um, obviously, people that support me, and then there's other people that uh, probably thought I should have gone with a different game plan. But at the end of the day, he won, I lost, and what I got to do is get back to the drawing board, hustle, put in the work. And over the period of time unboxing, just change the script and get another W, fight for the championship belts again. And I watched the fight back already, and then there's a few things. When you're in there, it feels different. You know, when I'm in there, I always, like, you ask certain fighters, and oh, I got robbed. But when you go back and watch it, it's like, oh, that's the mistakes I was making. There's certain things that I know I can improve on for sure. And there's certain things that he probably can improve on. That's why I feel like the next fight will be phenomenal. It was a tough fight, a grueling fight. He's not quite you know, talking the way you'd expect him to talk at the moment. Devastated, already talking about training again. They want to look at the eye socket. Uh, he says it's fine, um, but, you know, a devastating defeat. Obviously, uh, congratulations to Alexander Usyk. What a fighter. Put in a great performance tonight, and the better man won. Children and our loved ones. The media and the sports media have been forced to be more respectful in their build-up and not to be labelling this as a death or a war or a fight to the end or... And, and just be a little bit more tactful. Less cheese with, with a lot more nourishment. It was indeed Mike Tyson, amongst many, who borrowed the phrase, fire is that powerful. It can, power, it can heat your house or burn it to the ground. And I believe in this case, more than any, time other, any other time in boxing, this fight could possibly be the most definite and defining example of this. For Joshua, despite everything he's won, despite all the camouflage and the clever use of words, if he loses this one, and if, if he cannot regain his titles and just claw back a win in any way, shape or form, his bargaining power, I, I just think it, it becomes, it, it, it's in serious jeopardy and I think it's damaged irreparably. And why do I say that? Well, boxing and boxing fans have become so much more fickle than ever before the demand on the athlete the talent it's constantly evolving the connection with Joshua and his fans it's always been strange hasn't it it's not like it's not like Fury where he's in amongst them he's selling tickets to them he's meeting with them he's taking selfies with them he's a, he does it at a distance it's almost like he hovers above um, he's always behind a ring of security or a ring of these guys that I don't know who they are or what their expertise or what they bring to the table and what they get paid to do. I don't genuinely know. But he doesn't act like the everyday man, woman or child. He he needs to be amongst his fans and, and he never has been really. So for him to stay relevant and for him to be in demand and to represent those top brands that he is, and make no mistake about it, Anthony Joshua, whilst lacking in boxing departments and boxing skills and IQ and everything else, he is without a shadow of a doubt a corporate conglomerate. He has attracted incredible amounts of millions, if not billions, in sponsorship and endorsements. And if he cannot win this fight to get his career back on track and become a three-time world champion and become the next layer and add that next layer to his, his career, I don't think there's a way back to where he has seen over the last recent years. But what of Usyk? What of the man who continues to be written off a lot of people, despite what they've seen of him so far, will still try to tell you and still try to convince you emphatically that he's too small, that it was a one-off, that aged 
wasn't really that far behind in the first fight. You decide what you saw. Let your eyes decide what you saw in that last fight. And then let your mind decide what he has seen and what he has gone through. He hasn't been sitting around wallowing, feeling sorry for himself. There's been a lot of different circumstances. And that's why I say the fire in this one, will it fuel or will it burn? Will the weight of a nation, the hopes, the expectations, the, 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 he almost represents their fight, their battle for freedom. Will that weigh heavy on him? Will it be too heavy for a fighter to carry to a ring that already has an immense weight upon his shoulders? Will, the, will that weight of his career, will the weight of all of that entourage circling around him, wanting to be around him, needing to be paid, will that weigh too heavy on Joshua? Or will it work in turn for either or both fighters to culminate and bring out the very best in them and give us the very best in a heavyweight showdown? Here's what Alexander Usyk had to say in the ring in the immediate aftermath of his victory over Anthony Joshua. This means much for me, a lot. прошел любой именно так, как ты предполагал. Он прошел именно так, как я предлагал, предполагал. Было пару моментов от Энтони, когда он зажимал, но это это незначительные вещи. The fight went exactly the way I expected it to go. There were a couple of moments when Anthony pushed me hard, but just nothing special. Не было такой задачи. Вначале где-то я это хотел сделать, попал, кинулся, но потом мой тренерский штаб uh, I had no objective to knock him out. На данный момент я хочу домой, потому что я на протяжении с января месяца очень сильно готовился к этому поединку и практически был мало со своей семьей. Я очень сильно соскучился за своими детьми. Я хочу наблюдать, как они балуются, как они кричат, как они пачкают одежду. Я хочу все это наблюдать. Looking forward to this translation because you're pulling a face here, Alex Krasiuk. Yes, uh, so I've been working so hard since January for preparing in preparation for this fight. It took me some half a year and I didn't see my family for so long. I miss my children. I miss watching them playing. I want to go home. I want to stay with my family. I want to be happy with them. And I'm not thinking about the rematch at the moment. So whatever way the fight has gone and had gone and will go, they can't have regrets. And not only will that carry on into the next fight and the fight after that, but it carries on into retirement. And when I speak to so many of my peers and so many people who have had a distinguished career, who have fought at the very top level, they've won and lost at the top level. The losses eat some people up. And other people can take them in their stride because they know in that camp, in that build-up and in their preparation and in that fight, they did everything they could. They cut no corners. They left no box unticked. They did what they could. And that is the difference. And in that post-fight analysis, you could see Anthony Joshua kind of getting lost 
in thought, having already looked at the fight back, and already talking about going back to camp, riddled with regret. So, having looked back and looked over the build-up and the previous, here's what I think, and here's how I, the many, some of the many thoughts that have been flying around my mind over the last couple of days, and particularly the last few weeks, as this fight gets closer and closer. There's been a lot of uh, elements that could and probably will play a part in this fight. The coach, of course, has changed for AJ. He's now with Robert Garcia. Uh, Usyk, as a champion, how does he wear that crown? Does that weigh too heavy? Does his... carry into this ring weigh too heavy? Or does it just add as a fuel to his fire? Will the previous fight play any... any have any effect in this one how the fight ended with AJ hanging on by by his fingernails just about with with another 30 seconds it's very easy to see that he could have gone the same way as Michael Conlon did in his last fight against Lee Wood he could very easily have ended up on the floor if I would give advice on points key points to look at in this fight there's a couple I'm going to ignore the bullshit and the bluster and look at the body of work for both fighters How have they stepped up in every test or any test they've had so far? When the fat's been in the fire, how have they stepped up or not? How has Joshua reacted when he's hit around the temple, he's hit around the back of the head, when he's hit on the chin, when he's pushed and shoved and he's not allowed to storm forward like a stormtrooper? How has he reacted? How has Usyk reacted when he's faced? Has he ever faced, as we know he has, bigger, stronger, more physical, more dominant Opponents, fighters who want to shove him around and old man him if you want and act and treat him like the smaller fighter. How has he stepped up? How do they react when the pressure is on, when the crowd are on their back or when the crowd are silent or when the fighter is absolutely just having his own way? He's able to implement his own game plan. How has that, how has Usyk reacted? How has Joshua reacted? And what have they learned from their past? What have they learned in adversity? Of course, Joshua is now facing down the barrel of a third loss, a second in three, I think. It's, it's, it's unheard of for him. But with every fight that Usyk fights in the heavyweight division, the pressure intensifies and grows. How have they both adapted to those sort of circumstances and how will they wear that crown? And how have they answered questions? Have we seen Joshua ask so many questions, but have we seen him answer them? We've seen Usyk ask so many questions and he seems to be able to answer them and tick those boxes. And that, I think, is what leads me to believe and follow up an old statement, an old ethos and an old mantra that, that the great Emmanuel Stewart used to always say, and I heard Andy Lee say it recently, is the best fighter will always win a rematch. The man with the best ring IQ, the man with the best skills, the man with the best technical ability, the man with the most heart, and the man with the most hunger. And I think... You probably, if you haven't already, you will gather from this. I, I genuinely don't see a way back for Anthony Joshua in this one. I think a victory in this, without a doubt, will reignite the hype train, will fuel that hype train to the max. But I think a loss will, will, will burn the house to the ground. And I genuinely think, from all I've seen, and everything I am seeing of Alexander Usyk, I think, I just think he is the man that can answer all of those questions and some some of the intangibles and the other things that are going on in the background that shouldn't and probably won't play a part for Usyk 
in his preparation will be the addition of the ring belt, which means has it been relinquished by Tyson Fury or has it been basically made available by Ring Magazine themselves? Could it be a ploy by Fury to add some incentive for Joshua? Nobody knows. Nobody really should care because it's just another intangible. It's something that the media will use. The Fury retirement, etc. He always uses his moments very well when there's something else going on. None of those will affect Usyk, but can they or will they? The fighters in the media, the coach, the sideshow, AJ and his zone deal, Sky and all that, Usyk, relations with Saudi Arabia. Are we seeing the Saudi nation start to build a relationship and possibly plot out the future for the future champ? Who knows? As I said, I believe Usyk is mentally tough enough and resilient enough to freeze all of that stuff out as he can with the war and if anything used him as a fuel for his fire and I'm going to close out this We Preview episode with the thoughts and experience of two people who I respect immensely one of course is our my great little friend is Joyful Ella Thompson as she explains the difficulties of an orthodox fighter facing a southpaw fighter and the other is of course Terry Chapandama who has a smash hit podcast, Beyond Boxing. And he explains the, exactly what it is at that cutting edge, that top level, and to be around the training every day and the lifestyle. Much of a nightmare or southpaws. They're really difficult, awkward. You have to make sure you move your head. They always have like their hand out and tap you all the time. And first one is you always have to have your try and have your foot outside of their lead foot because if you have it in, you're just you're just dead meat. <laughs> you always have to have it outside of their foot. They're like their one thing is the big lead hook in the backhand, straight down the middle. So you've got to be wary of that. Southpaws are known for their jab, just going straight down the barrel. I think you forgot about the fundamentals of fighting. The GB system, or even the Irish system, would produce Hall of Fame boxers. It doesn't. Tough, hard, savage men and women produce Hall of Fame boxers. Elite level gyms are horrible places to be in. They are scary places to be in. And you should never feel confident being there because you haven't earned the right to be there. That's the definition of a good gym for me. A good gym is one that you are scared to walk into. I was scared of walking into Fitzroy Lodge the first time. And then once I got into the sparring there, I was scared to walk in every time because of the level that was demanded of me. I think now boxing's too easy and people come in and do what they want, how they want, put it on Instagram and now they're a superstar. Whenever you watch it on Saturday, whoever you watch it with, and whatever your thoughts, your opinions and everything else, don't be afraid to get in touch and let me know. It's always great to interact with you, the person and the people who make it worthwhile. I, right now, I'm headed down the country to the sunny south of Kerry and to spend a few days away for the first time since before any lockdowns. From me and them until then, thank you once again for taking time to listen, to share 
and to spread the word. Until the next time, all's well that ends well.